We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am uh, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Welcome once again to Your Finances Untangled. It's the conversation we have with Mo Param with Cloudvestors. Mo is a financial advisor and a partner with Cloudvestors, which you can learn more about and even schedule a consultation with Mo by visiting the website cloudvestors.com, cloudvestors.com. Hello once again, Mo. Dave, how are you? Hey, I'm great. You know, last week we were talking about retirement and we touched on debt and and borrowing smartly for those who are entering retirement in in the pandemic and and the volatile (laughs) markets and and those who were thinking maybe they'd have to put their retirement off. We're actually going to look at debt and we're going to look at your credit today. And you've got some great information on the podcast today. We're actually going to pull from an article that we were reading in Money all about your credit score and, and steps you can take to monitor, to improve if you need to. And let's start out with the CARES Act, because the CARES Act, where many people were furloughed, laid off, it protected many who were able and willing to reach out to their creditors and have that conversation. That's right. Yeah. You know, the CARES Act, which was passed a, a few months ago, was if you look at what the CARES Act, the actual the name of the CARES Act is the Coronavirus Aid, Relief and Economic Security Act. And the relief part is what some people are looking for. It's relief in uh, their financial conditions and the financial situations. You know, let's be honest, you know, there's about 40 million people that are unemployed. And my fear as a financial advisor and as an American, as a human, is that people aren't running towards their credit card to make ends meet. And so what the CARE Act has done for those who are worried about what they can do with their payments on their credit cards or or just their credit overall, a couple of things that the CARE Act has allowed us to do when it comes to your credit reporting is if you're struggling to make any payments to any of your lenders or your loan service providers, you can do what's called an accommodation. And what that does is it allows your lender to not report any missed payments or reduced payments as being delinquent, which is huge, okay? Hopefully you weren't delinquent uh, beforehand because if you were, they're not able to do that. But if you were on time with your payments, you are able to do what's called an accommodation. And again, if you have any type of reduced missed payments, that's not going to show up as uh, a de- being delinquent on your credit report. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of them were willing to put it on the back end, you know, a few months on the back end. And yeah, it that's didn't right. hurt your credit too. How did the CARES Act help homeowners? Oh, homeowners, if you had mortgages that were uh, backed by the federal government, you know, FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you can you can request a forbearance. And with that, sounds a little bit like the uh, what I was mentioning before. But again, the lender will agree to allow you to make reduced or even pause payments. And again, that will that won't show up negatively on your credit report. But again, if you noticed, you couldn't have been in forbearance before. So some of the things that the CARES Act has has helped are for those who were in better situations. They were on time with their payments. They didn't have any missed payments or delayed payments in the past. So if you uh, think about the, the CARES Act, 
is a reminder that making sure that you take your finances and in this aspect, your credit very seriously, because if unfortunate situation happens, a pandemic happens again, it looks like the, the, the better standings you are, the better you are at that point, the more advantages and options are available to you. You know, we're going to take a look in this podcast at 12 things you can do to improve your credit score. But do you mind, Mo? I mean, I've always taken, as many people do, most people, uh, if all, if not all people take their credit score seriously, I, I definitely have some questions. Do you mind a little rapid fire here, Mo? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Well, this is something that, because I, you're the expert, I'm not, but I, I, there was a time I had my credit card down to zero. I paid it down to zero. And I said, mm-hmm. I told somebody, I'm going to cancel it. And they said, don't do that. That could hurt your credit. And it didn't make sense to me. Is that true? Yeah, there's there's some truth and validity behind it. Uh, first of all, the good thing is you're being v- diligent and uh, trying to pay off your debt. So that's great. But one part of the equation of your credit score is your your history mm-hmm. and how long have you had uh, revolving credit. So closing out credit, especially if you close out a, a card that you've had for a long time, actually ends up hurting you because now you're reducing the time frame that you actually had credit for. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So the you're the the longer you've had credit actually helps your credit score. How do you raise your credit score? I mean, I know how to keep it at status quo, <laughs> pay your bills on time. How do you raise it? That's the one thing. Pay your bills on time. That is a large factor into how your credit score is even calculated. So let's take a, let's take a step back and, and talk about how your credit score is even calculated. Okay? okay. So it's an algorithm and a formula. So 35%, so the largest portion of this equation of figuring out your credit score is your payment history. Do you pay your payments on time? Uh, do you pay your full balance? Uh, or your minimum balance or somewhere in between. So your payment history is the biggest factor and component in uh, calculating your credit score, okay? Then it's the amount that you owe. And that ends up being 30% of your credit score. So it's essentially your utilization rate. If you're using, they say 30% utilization rate is the the target you want to strive for. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, let's say you have a credit limit of, a thousand dollars. Okay. You want to keep it at three hundred dollars or less on a uh, monthly cycle. Aha. Uh-huh. If you go across that threshold, then that can negatively impact your credit score. Wow. Now, okay, as a financial thing. advisor, I'd like your your revolving credit to be zero, so you're <laughs> right. paying off your your balance every month. But that equation of your utilization rate, which some people, quite honestly aren't factoring that in or, or, or take that into, uh, don't take that into consideration as much. You know, they figure, well, I have a thousand dollars. I charge $800. I paid off, you know, over two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. You paid it off, but in actuality, you used 80% of your credit, uh, your credit limit. True and that's that. not, that's <laughs> not a, you know, for someone who's looking or, or asking a lender to, to, to borrow money from them, that's not a good sign. If you're, if you're, getting pushing it to the limit to the, to the balance that you're able to to hold 15% is the length of your credit history so that's going back to the question you had mm-hmm. so that the longer you have an account the better your score is and the last 20% is the mix of credit and new credit so okay. if you have a mortgage auto loan student loan the more variety of your credit the better it is for you more variety, the better. Okay, yeah. let me ask you this. This is something that um, I know if you go 
to buy a car. They're going to, and you're financing, they're going to check your credit score and all that. But I've always been nervous about checking my own credit score. A couple of questions on that. What's the yeah, best sure. way? Where's the best place to check it? And can, when, when does checking your credit score hurt your credit? I mean, or, or does it? You checking your own credit score does not hurt your credit okay. at, all, at all. So where you can check your credit score is the three credit reporting bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Before, Where, where's the free place? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, you are eligible for one free uh, credit report from all three of those um, reporting bureaus. Okay. Um, but actually, with... Um, uh, due to COVID, up until April of next year, you can actually ex assess a weekly report from these boroughs, okay. from wow. these bureaus. That's yeah, that's huge. So you actually pulling your own credit report does not hurt your credit at all. Okay, okay, and it actually and actually in some aspects that I, as a default uh, or as a byproduct of you checking your credit report more frequently, it might actually improve your credit report because you might be able to dispute some irregularities or some misinformation that's on your credit on your credit report. And if you can wipe out or resolve some of these errors on your credit report, that might actually boost your credit score. You know, that happened to me going back to when I paid my credit card down to zero, I got the, the next statement had like I $500 on it. I called. It was like, what is this? I haven't used it at all. And it was some <laughs> BS thing they said, and I can't even remember the term. And mm -hmm. it was funny to me because as soon as I said, I have not requested anything, I don't even know what that is. They're like, okay, we'll take it off. And I caught it. <laughs> so it, That's does, right. it is important to monitor it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so important to monitor it. I mean, with what's the identity, the, the, the rate of identity fraud that's going on right now? I mean, anyone with a, I forget what the, what the stat is, but someone's I, uh, identification is being um, stolen. I think it's by the seconds. I mean, they, there's just oh, so much crazy. fraud that's yeah. out there. Yeah. And it could be small charges, a $25 here, $10 here, and you're not even noticing it and, and being aware of it. So there's actually a study done that 26% of customers found that there was some material error on their credit report. So checking your credit report on a consistent basis, again, making sure that the information there is accurate and understanding how to dispute and resolve any of that information. I just want to mention that Mo Param with Cloudvestors offers this this podcast to keep you informed on all the issues involving the financial universe. And as I mention all the time, that, that's from starting out your career all the way up to heading to and through retirement. And that's something that, that Mo does. He is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestors, which you can learn more by visiting the website cloudvestors.com. It's cloudvestors.com. So today we're looking at your credit and your credit credit score and how to improve it, how to monitor it, how to make sure you don't become the victim of identity theft or make, right. make sure that you keep it where you want it to be. And, and moving into the second part of the podcast today, 12 things you can do to improve your credit score. And we've already really covered the first one, and that's review your credit report. What about what is set up payment reminders? Uh, that is key. I do this all the time. So just... Being able to, some people have multiple, multiple lines of credit, whether it's a uh, from the department store, from a, a auto repair store, from you know just your typical credit card, and they have different due dates. So if you can set up a reminder, whether it is on paper, 
like an a, like an, a planner or a calendar set up online so you get a text message or a notification on your phone that, hey, this bill is due next week, this Friday, this Monday, whatever day it is. So that way you can, you'll know when it's coming up and you can prepare for it. Oh, and you can yeah. prepare to pay it down. I'm aware of that. And a lot of mine comes out automatically, but I know when it's coming out. So what are, are there advantages to paying more than once in a billing cycle? There are, there are. So your, your credit score is actually calculated multiple times throughout the month. And so let's go back to the, exa- the, the example that I mentioned before. So if you had a $1,000 credit limit and over the course of the month, you've you racked up $500. And so you're at that point, you're utilizing 50% of your credit, of your credit limit. Well, if you said to yourself, well, at the end of the month, I'll just pay the $500 and I'll be able to start fresh at zero. That's great. You know, you, you, you move to the next month, you don't have any debt, but- Throughout the month, you are carrying a 50% utilization rate. So if you were to pay down your credit card, that that same balance, let's just say twice that same month, at one point during the month, you put 250 down. So now you're only utilizing 25% of your credit card utilization rate. Yeah. So that way, so paying your credit card uh, more than once throughout a cycle can help your credit score. I've always heard that too with car payments or even your mortgage that you can apply it more to the principal. Oh, yeah. Also. Well, yeah, you definitely want to do that as well. Well, we are looking at actually in two great articles that Mo and I both read that led to this podcast today. Money's one in debt.org. And they do have some good tips on improving your credit. I've had to do this. A lot of people have had to do this. When you hit that bump in the road, contact your creditors, have a conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you're going to have a relationship with your creditors one way or another, right? It's going to be either a positive one or a negative one. Right. One way or the other, you're going to hear from them, right? (laughs) Best to be proactive and reach out to them. It's just best to be proactive, you know, and just just be honest and just say, hey, can I increase my credit limit or I'm struggling? Here is here's what's going on and and just negotiate and and figure out ways that, um, that you can work with them to uh, maybe not report things on your credit or just, you know, just work at the end of the day, just work with you. So contacting your creditors, um, maybe set up a payment plan. If you've missed a, a if you've missed one payment or you can't afford a, a bill quickly, that's, that's one of the best things to do that most people don't do. Yeah, you know, they're, they're afraid to reach yeah. out, but uh, just call that customer service, that 1-800 number. And uh, I promise you, if you are authentic and real, um, someone will help you out. Yeah. And if you're patient enough, you'll actually get a human being on the other end. They're a human being. They have a life and they really can even understand. They may have been where you are at the time. Now, I know people, I don't do this, but I know people who have a credit card for everywhere they shop. Is that a good idea <laughs> or not? <laughs> that's probably not uh, a good idea. Is it? That's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Um, you want to be careful. You know, you want to be careful with the, uh, the amount of credit that's, that you have and the different cards that you have. Uh, and you also want to be careful with um, how often you're applying for credit. Okay. So if you're applying for a credit card every week, every month, that's just not a good thing. The lenders look at it as you have an issue. There is something going on, whether you don't have enough cash or th- they can make their own story behind why you're doing that. But applying for multiple lines of credit in a short period of time just does not help you at all. So if you can avoid it, avoid it. 
And we actually covered this one. It's uh, funny. This is on here. It's one of the questions I had, and that is don't close unused credit card accounts. Don't do it. The longer your history, credit history is, the better. So if you're tempted and if, you, if you're going to close one just because you, you say to yourself, well, one thing is by closing the account, you can't use it. So maybe you're saying to yourself, Mo, that sounds great, but I don't have the discipline enough to, if I see a card, I'm going to use it. If I know I have that line of credit, I'm going to use it. So I just want to close it for peace of mind. If you're going to do that, um, definitely close out your most recent card and not your your longest you card. you got the history on it, yeah. Working you got on the your history behalf. on it. Yeah. Working on your behalf, exactly. But if you have the discipline, do your best not to close out any of your cards. And this is a great article at Debt.org, by the way, on improving your credit score. This is something uh, I don't know anything about. Uh, be careful you know, paying off debts that were charged off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, it kind of leans back to what I was mentioning before, but it really more works with, that's really more about collection agencies. So you just be very careful on how you do it. Um, one thing about collection agencies that some people don't know is if they are willing to, um, reduce the amount that, uh, that you owe in some type of negotiation, you end up paying a lower amount, mm-hmm. that amount that they forgive you, that they forgave you. Uh, that's count as income. So you got to be careful with that. And that's a whole tax cut question, a whole tax conversation really? another day. Okay. Um, but just be careful on how you structure those old those old debts. But that's really more about collection agencies. And obviously, this makes sense paid out. the If you've got a card maxed out, hit that one first. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because, again, it goes back to the utilization rate. You want to keep that utilization rate down. So if you have a card that's that's reaching its max and you have the potential and the ability to start paying down and being aggressive and paying down these debts, look at the one that's getting close to that max, to that limit and start addressing that one first. You actually, or start addressing that one even more with the, with your dollars. Yeah, more seriously, without a doubt. You, you actually mentioned this one, diversity in your accounts can help. Yeah. You know, your typical person has a mortgage, an auto loan, a student loan, credit cards. Uh, so the, the, the variety of the mix of credits that you have does help you. If all you have is, you know, five different department store credit cards and nothing else behind your name, uh, that's not a good sign. So the different mix that, that you currently have does help you out. This is interesting, too. And if you have bad credit already, a couple of questions based on this. One is, can you get debt to pay off uh, quickly that can help? And also, if you are at least timely on some of your debt, but not all of it, does that help your credit score? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, well, first of all, I don't, I don't like getting debt Well, going into debt to pay off debt. Uh-huh. You know, uh, right. typically if you're in that kind of situation, you're probably um, there for a reason. But, yeah, and that's so, bad. I'm yeah, sure. that's bad. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of, let, let me take out a loan so I can pay off this debt. And now I have this loan mm-hmm. that I have to worry about. Uh, so you, you, you want to be careful with that. But if you have bad credit, there are certain things that you can do. You know, one thing that I like is uh, getting a secured card. And so that's where you actually put money on a card and your credit limit is the the amount that you put on. So you can't go into any, you can't go, uh, you can't exceed that. And so that helps your, your credit score if you are looking to do kind of a boost really quick uh, or at least maybe even start some form of a, of a credit history. So 
that's something I, I would I would lean towards before going out and uh, getting a, like a quick loan to pay it off. Well, the cynic in me has to ask this question: What is the catch with a zero percent interest card? Oh, uh, the the catch is that you won't pay it off in that time frame, and then all of a sudden you owe this new card uh, credit card interest. So, uh, and it's a, a good way to attract new customers, but that's a huge thing. You know, there you can find places where you can do an account balance transfer, and so typically that's that's usually reserved for those with better credit. But if you find an opportunity to have a zero interest rate, you can do an account balance transfer and transfer your balance that had maybe 15, 20 percent, 25 percent interest. Mm. You transfer it over to a new card that has zero percent. But get busy paying it. Right. Get busy paying. it. (laughs) Uh, Get busy paying it, because if you don't get busy, whatever you owe, now you're getting slapped. You're back in the same position that you were before. And finally, if you get to this point, debt consolidation, that plan, what are the up and downsides of that? Like anything else, the the idea of doing a debt consolidation plan is that you pay it off. You know, yeah. so the the pros to it is the pros to it is you now have one in the in the words of in the words of the plan itself, it's called debt consolidation. Mm-hmm. So you can consolidate your debts into one place, one payment, and that may help you with keeping up and organization wise and it helps you eliminate those debts because you're just focused and hyper focused in one area one place where everything is the downside is again it could temporarily drop your credit score because now lenders know that you're in some type of consolidation plan right right but you kind of take the the small hit for the large victory at the end. Well, that's a good way to look at it, absolutely. I tell you, Mo, you picked a topic that no matter where people are in their life, they may be going through it now, problems with credit. Uh, Who hasn't at some point? And they may be perfectly fine now, but they were in it at some point in their life, more than likely. This is a great topic and really good information that can apply to everyone because keep up with your credit, monitor it. And if it's not so good, there are ways you can improve it. It's certainly not a hopeless situation. Good information today, Mo. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And, and, you know, I thought as as we're in this, this world right now and in the situation that we're in, as an advisor, I've seen in the past where clients have had debt that has just been a stranglehold. And they realize that they've made bad mistakes. You know, mistakes after mistakes ends up being a decision. Mm-hmm. And they've made bad decisions over the time. And it, it, it can delay uh, and the, it can delay their future success. Sure. So if yeah. we can, you know, just be honest with ourselves and really take this time to, to be hyper-focused, get busy, like you said, and address this credit situation, you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, because you didn't get it's not into the situation. Overnight. Right. It is, it's not going to happen overnight. You didn't get into the situation overnight. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, improving your credit won't happen overnight. Improving your credit score won't happen overnight. But if you're patient, diligent, stick with the process, stick with the plan, you'll get there. Cloudvestors.com. You can learn more about Cloudvestors. And even if you want, you can set up a, a consultation wherever you are in your financial life with Mo Param, who is financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestors. Mo, enjoy the conversation as always that we offer on the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. Dave, I always look forward to hearing from you. And we will hear from each other again with more <laughs> episodes coming up on Your Finances Untangled. 
be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.